What's up? What's up? What's up, everybody? What's up, Unusual Blessings podcast listeners? It's your girl, Tunday, and I just came on today to talk to you about a couple of things that have uh, been in my spirit, and I just wanted to talk about it with you guys on this podcast. Um, Tonight, we're going to talk about death and grief and a couple strategies on how to cope with those things. Uh, First, I want to say I'm going to talk uh, on two different, um, let's say viewpoints. I'm going to give you the biblical be- uh, viewpoint that I have, and I'm going to give you the viewpoint from the Mental Health America website that I did uh, research a little bit about some things about death to talk to you guys about. Um, first, I want to ask you the question How do you measure death and what? Standards to you put on the people who died around you. When I ask this question, I'm only asking because um, when someone passes away, we we often say, you know, oh, you know, if this one died, I've heard kids. We were kids, like we said, if my mama died, if my dad died, I'd be sad. But if my mama died, I'd be real, real, real sad. So. You know, me being a child, I've heard that before coming from kids because we said that. But not knowing several years down the road, I would actually lose my father. And, you know, I have not lost my mother, but I'm I'm imagining the same pain, um, you know, from losing a parent. You know, so what at what point at what point do you. Put a person and what is their standard in your life? You know, is it your child, your spouse, your, you know, your family, your mother, your father, your sister, your brother, your cousins? You know, is it distant cousins? Is it somebody I knew? Is it a best friend? But anytime we experience loss, anytime we experience loss, it's a great loss uh, from our lives and what we view and deem as normal. You know, at the end of this, we're going to have talked about uh, how do we deal with the new normal? So let's let's just get into it. Um, I'm going to first read um, the new international version of my perception of one thing about death and how I can spiritually see it. And it comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 and 14. It says, brothers and sisters, we do not want to be uninformed about those who sleep in death. So that you do not grieve like the rest of mankind who have no hope. For we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep with him. Uh, I believe that God sits on the throne. And I do believe that whatever circumstances that cause a person to sleep, I believe that God will still bring with him. Um, down to this earth, and we will see our loved ones again in death. You know, um, I lost somebody significant to me, even though he was my ex-husband. He was still a part of my life for a very long time. I've known him. Um, this actual year will be 19 years, and that's a long time to know and love someone. I share a child with that man, so I was very hurt when he passed away, and um, he was a good friend of mine. He he was uh, my love of my life at one point. And um, so I never forgot that. So I've been dealing with that. And 
at what point, you know, as a child, how did I deal with death? Because when I was 14, I lost my aunt to gun violence. When I was 15, I lost my grandfather to disease, alcoholism. When I was 16, I lost my cousin to violence. And when I was 17, I lost my father to violence. So I wanted to know, what do you think about how you process death as a child and as an adult? We all know that kids go through, you know, they're resilient, they'll grow up. But how does it really feel for the kids? You know, do we, did we examine that? So we're going to talk about a couple of more of those things. Then I'm going to go into now, I'm telling you, you know, dealing with grief and dealing with a major loss. Um, The death of a loved one is always difficult. Your reactions are always influenced by the circumstances of the death, uh, particularly if it was sudden or if it was accidental. Um, your reactions are also influenced by your relationship with the person who died. You know, was it somebody who you were intimate with? Was it somebody who reared you? Was it somebody who, um, put knowledge in your heart and in your mind and showed you how to be a good adult, whether it be your mother, your father, your aunt, your uncle, your sister, your brother, whoever took on that role of a, of a guardian, mentor, parent, whatever you want to call them in your life, you know, dealing with a major loss is always a hard one. Um, as it comes to the mental health America, um, I'm going to read what it says about a child's death. It says a child's death arouses an overwhelming sense of injustice for lost potential unfulfilled dreams and seemingly seamlessly <laughs> suffering. I'm sorry. Um, suffering parents may feel responsible for their child's death. No matter how irrational that may seem, parents may also feel that they have lost a vital part of their own identity. And, you know, I say I read the child's death because I have a cousin who has lost a, a child and um, it's been hard for her and her son has um, this year will be the fifth year of his passing. And, you know, I have heard that losing a child is the worst, more so than anybody else around. Um, I know there was an instance here in the state of Georgia, in South Georgia, where a truck driver uh, hit a group of girls and he hit them in his truck and he killed all five of them and they were nursing students and it was reported that he had stated after the accident that he wished it had been him who died in that wreck. I'm, I can imagine even though those girls weren't close to him that he's going to carry around the grief of them. He's going to you know, carry that load on his back. And, and in that, in that same study, I mean, in that same case, the, the, um, father said, you know, that he had been thrown into the abyss of being childless. And when I heard that, I was, you know, profoundly, you know, hurt and, and, and profoundly thinking of how, I could reach out to him, honestly, because I wanted to hug his neck because I knew that he was, you know, 
hurt from abyss is nothingness. I mean, it's endless. It keeps going and going and going if you don't know what the abyss is. And so this death has really transformed something that never ends. It's never cut off. You can never push it away. You can never push a button and it'll, you know, go back to way it, the way it was. And uh, so that's what I was talking about, um, living in the new normal. Um, I, I want to also talk about... Um, who you've lost as far as um having reached you know we talked about the adulthood but having reached an adult state where um as children we well me as a teenager losing my father I ran away from home I was very um rebellious I I I I was very clingy to the boyfriend that I had and um, still to this day, I suffer a sort of a, what if you may want to call it an abandonment issue, maybe, um, just because I, I've lost some really significant men in my life. Um, number one being my father, number two being my first cousin who was, uh, killed, by the Ku Klux Klan and you know and the way they killed him that's what this article states is when someone loses a child and 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 people can feel guilt especially in the manner that the person uh died my cousin was murdered he was only 18 years old and his innocence his whole being was sh- taken away and for him to be put on a railroad track and a train to run over him and cut his head off was beyond me. And the fact that I can sit here and tell you about it uh, is uh, great within itself because I could not speak about Michael uh, Brown without crying and thinking, you know, because the thoughts, the devil will run the thoughts through your mind. He will run the thoughts through your head of, you know, um, he died, and um, they cut his head off, and they had to find it in the woods. You know, that bothered me so much because that was my cousin. That was I have 27 first cousins, and most of them are male. But I have two that I call my brother, and that was Michael and my cousin Corey. And Michael is no longer alive because his life was snuffed out by some people, and there was nothing I can do. You know... They come down the line here on this um, article, and they talk about a spouse's death. A spouse's death is a very tra- is very traumatic. In addition to severe emotional shock, the death may cause a potential financial crisis if the spouse was the family's main income source. Uh, the death may necessitate major social adjustments, requiring the survive their surviving spouse and parent to be alone, adjust to single life, and maybe even return to work. You know, that's kind of like what happened with me and my mom. You know, my mother was a wife and a mother, and she had been a wife and mother for the past 21 years when my father was killed in 1993. And she was forced to raise her three daughters um, alone, and she did that, you know, and, and I commend her for that, you know, but when you deal with death, I want you to start thinking of it as in saying, you know, you're going to experience denial, you're going to experience disbelief, you're going to experience confusion, shock, sadness, a yearning, anger, humiliation, despair, and guilt, but I want you to start turning all that, um, 
all that around for yourself. Um, I'm doing this on my on my own. I'm having to live through it is what I'm saying. I'm having to push myself. And part of me pushing myself is talking to you guys about it. Because, you know, I feel that talking about death is important. You know, you don't have to sit around and cry every day. Because that's just not healthy. But what you do want to do is continue on with life. Keep pushing towards the goal of the, of the high mark. You know, if you are in into something, you know, throw yourself into it, you know. Find something that makes you happy. And I honestly have to tell you guys, you know, this podcast makes me happy. You know, I I saw the analytics on it and I thought that no one wanted to hear what I had to say. But I found out that people do actually want to hear what I have to say because I have a lot to say. You know, I've lived through things and if I can help another person live through it, and make it, I want to do that, you know, so in you're going through your grieving times, if you have to cry, cry, if you have to run around and, 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 you know, just whatever, if you go to the park and you, and you just look at the water, if you, um, if you, now I don't advise eating because some people eating don't, don't take up any bad habits, but by all means, find something that you are passionate about, something that makes you happy, something that is, um, you know, going to transp- transpire energy that you would have taken for that particular person that you are mourning and grieving and saying, you know, they would want me to do that. My, You know, I had talked to my ex-husband and I feel that he knew that he was his life was coming to an end because he kept saying, you know, I love you. I want you to keep pushing on. I don't want you to stop. Never forget that I love you. I've been, you know, and, and that was to me. It, it it did something to me because I like he was telling me and I and I wasn't was I not hearing, but I think in my heart I didn't want to hear because, you know he had an illness he had a um he had a bad heart but, you know and I I dreaded that day from the day I found out that his heart was bad to the day that he died I dreaded that time where I knew that his poor little heart was not gonna keep going. And I, the devil has tried to run it in the ground with me. I've dreamed that he died five times since he died two months ago. And I spoke with my pastor about it. And we talked and she said to rebuke those demons that were coming against me. So that's what I want to do. And I'm not going to take God out of it because, you know, God is the reason why I'm I'm here and able to have this little bit of a platform that I do have. It makes me feel better to be able to voice how I feel and to help you all feel better. You know, we all are going to experience someone dying in our lives. But just to be able to express yourself, seek out caring people who want to hear you, you know, accept that life is for the living, and it is for the living, and li- and leave the death behind. We have to leave them behind. You know, we we want to pull on them. They'll, you know, we we'll pull on, pull them out. If we could pull them out of the grave, we would. You know, we could just, you know, I remember thinking, you know, the week later that, you know, we need to go back down there and dig my husband up because he may not have been dead. He he and and we just killed him and and you know and and that hurt me that I even thought like that because that was that but that was grief. I was grieving him. And I'm sorry about saying my husband. That was my ex husband. But 
He's the only man that was ever my husband. I still have his last name, so I'm not going to dishonor him. We had just talked about this, you know, the very day that he passed away, you know. So I'm not going to, I'm I, that was my friend, and I wouldn't dis, I'm doing this in his honor because I want you to know that I have dealt with death too and that it can be dealt with. Takes time, but you'll get it. Um, I'm not going to hold you guys long because it is Sunday night and it is um, 8.42 Eastern Standard Time. And, you know, I think I said what I needed to say about death. Just don't ever give up, you know. And when it comes down to, you know, your new normal, I wrote I wrote something for you guys. Let me let me read it. I want to I want to read it to you and I want you to hear it. And I want you to listen to what I'm saying, and I want you to think about it. And if you want to, hit me up at runtundy at gmail.com. Listen to my Unusual Blessings podcast continuously. I'm going to keep it going. I'm not going to stop because it touches my heart. Um, I'm on Instagram, unusual underscore blessings. Um, R Miss Always on Point, R-M-S-A-L-W-A-Y-S. O-N-P-O-N-I-T-N-T, I'm sorry, always on point. And I got a new Instagram page, and it is Miss Heck underscore music underscore faves, F-A-V-S. You know, I just love music, and, you know, and I, that's... Well, I do 90% of my day, so is listening to music. It's, if I'm, I'm working, I still listen to music. But two more things I want to say. I'm, oh, I'm getting back to the, the point I was making. Two more things I want to say before I read off what I want to say. Learn to express your feelings and accept and 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 relax and cope with what it is that death has brought in your way. And don't let it take you down I'm going to read this to you guys and I want you to know that living with your new normal can be normal knowing that life has changes in it that sometimes just we just don't see and have to understand when loss occurs the new normal will always be as normal as we allow it to be and how we and how and where we allow it and how and where we store it I'm sorry and leave that pain if we can leave it behind you know this is a podcast people mess up when they talk and I want to be good but I'm I'm me so I'm being me but yeah that point I was making knowing that life has changes that are gonna be in it that we sometimes just don't see and have the understanding when loss occurs. The new normal will always be as normal as we allow it to be. And how and where we store and leave that pain. So if you can leave it and store it in a place. You know, sometimes if you have to revisit it and pick it up and just kind of ease through it again. That's your prerogative because that's death. But I do want you to know, after time goes on, as it as it gets easier, the Word of God says to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. You guys have a good day. If you have lost a family member, I want you to pray that God will help you to cope with this 
loss in your life on a daily basis because it is possible. We do not have to stay living in a grief state. You guys have a good night. I love you. And again, I love you. This is Tundas signing off. You guys have a good one. Peace. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.